can improve our physical health so we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Thanks for listening. My name is Brittany. Welcome back if you hang out with me every week. And if it's your first time, thanks for giving it a listen. You can find out more about me and what I offer you at fitmomlifetothefullest.com. But I like to hop right in because I'm a busy mom of two, and most of you, I'm sure, listening to this are busy moms or just busy people because life gets a little full and you know, we're probably, you're probably driving or doing dishes or folding laundry or something, (laughs) maybe working out while you are listening to this. So I hope to both entertain and educate you. All right. So today, actually, this topic came from a listener and client. So thank you so much for the idea. And she wanted me to delve into the idea of, should you bother getting fit in between having babies? What if you know that you're going to get pregnant soon or hope to get pregnant again soon? Should you even bother losing the baby weight and that whole idea? So I'm going to delve into that a little bit today. I think that by and large, I'm going to be taking a little bit of the, I don't know, the culture is definitely, I think, shifting a little bit toward respecting taking care of your body and maybe going too much that way of like, your body has to, you know, look a certain way more on the superficial side. So we don't want to be focusing on that. But then I think this other culture running through is the, you know, self-love at every size and no body shaming and every size is perfect. And especially, you know, you go mama if you just had a baby 10 months ago, three years ago, five years ago, just, you know, wear those marks proudly and just love yourself how you are. So there's, it seems like there's almost two camps even heading into this idea. So I definitely think that number one, I think you guys know if you listen to other episodes with me, I'm coming at this as I do everything from the Catholic viewpoint of we should respect our bodies. God gave us these bodies to use, to serve, to be our vessel and our host of you know, not just our souls, but we're supposed to be temples of the Holy Spirit, right? So that's the way that we're approaching our bodies. I want my body personally to run at its peak. And that is a little bit subjective because some people could say, well, like, well, your peak should be that you never eat sweets and you go in the sauna every day and da 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 da. So I think that, that that part's a little subjective of what you think operating at your prime is. But again, my personal viewpoint, I want to operate at a place where I can walk upstairs without getting winded, I can carry my children, I can do my best to prevent injury and live at a reasonable body fat, not the lowest body fat that I could possibly get to by sacrificing a lot of things, but a reasonable body fat, a healthy body fat that puts me less at risk for disease and injury and all of those things. So that's what I'm always striving for on the physical side, okay, as a baseline, whether, you know, there are I can't maintain that all the time if I'm pregnant or freshly postpartum or whatever, but that's what I am shooting for in the physical sense. But then also in the mental, emotional, everything else sense that I see how much exercise and fitness and health just play a role in affecting your whole life, right? The tagline I say at the beginning of every podcast episode to focus on our physical health so we can enjoy the life God has called us to to the fullest. So the fact that being in our prime then helps us be better wives, better moms, better servants in the community, in whatever that looks like in your job, if you work outside the home, in your ministries, if you are specifically working within your church or different moms groups or whatever that looks like. So 
I'm somewhere now. I don't even want to say in the middle, but that's just how I'm looking at the body. It's not let's get it to the most beautiful this body can be in a superficial way because guess what? We are going to leave it. So we know that our body is fleeting. This time on earth is fleeting. So I just want it to be, I hope that I can convey that enough. I just want it to be as good as it can be within reason to do what I need to do while still enjoying the good things of this world too. All right. Because I like to make myself a little Joanna Gaines needed loaf of bread. And I like to make apple cider donuts that I just made this weekend that were not at all healthy. So I will not be sharing that recipe at any time. I got that recipe offline. So it was not my own anyways, but it was like full fat, full sugar, everything. Anyway, I digress. So that's where I like to live. Okay. But I think the danger in the other side of just wait till you're done having babies or, or even maybe it's not somebody else telling you that, but that mental place that we can go to. And I get it. I am, I've had three pregnancies, one baby in heaven, two babies on earth that I understand through each time that like, oh man, why am I bothering to work out while I'm pregnant? And then a little bit postpartum, like, why am I bothering to worry about getting off the baby weight if we hope for more kids? That's the problem that I have with the just, you know, love yourself the way you are and no body shaming, every size is beautiful, is that it's only really addressing the physical part. And it's almost like, to me, I almost view it as being, getting like participation stickers and trophies and like, just good job you tried or just be happy that you played, like just be happy that you're living. It doesn't matter if, you know, you're living with a ton of extra weight and your joints are, you know, driving you crazy and limiting other areas of your life. So, That is my problem with the like love your body at every size. Yes, we should obviously respect our bodies, acknowledge that, you know, if we're carrying extra weight, we're not sinful, dirty, terrible people, anything like that. However, I think it can like really teeter into a dangerous anti-health movement because if you look at numbers, like if you are not just, you know, BMI, because BMI, I don't really ever advise anybody to follow, but your actual body fat percentage or a little bit, you know, your weight can tell you if you're more than 50 pounds over what, you know, it says that you should be for your height and things like that. And you know, that's not 50 pounds of muscle, et cetera. But you're saying like, oh, well, love your curves and love your body at every size, but you're like significant, significantly overweight. You are going to be at risk for more disease and heart-related illnesses and stroke and cancer and all these things, diabetes. So I don't love the, well, just don't worry about it and just like earn your mom's stripes and just, you know, that don't even worry about the physicality of it because the physicality affects all these other areas. I know that right now, if you are three kids deep, you may have like a bunch of little ones on top of each other. You've compounded the weight and that's a tempting thought line to go down is like you look for that affirmation of, see, it's okay. Not everybody's, you know, not everybody's losing the weight right away. All these people over here are saying, it's fine. I can love myself at this size because I have these three babies. Yeah, you should love yourself as a creature made by God and have a healthy respect for yourself and whatnot, but you can still work to improve your overall health. And that's where I think I always go back to, like, what would God, God want me to do here? I don't think God would want me to spend six hours a day working out to get it off as fast as I can or do anything drastic or anything like that. But I do think that God wants you to live in your optimal health zone so that you can just move better, feel better, sleep better, have more energy, etc. It's not that, oh, you should feel terrible about yourself being a size 
or feel great about yourself looking a certain size. It's how do you actually like feel, feel? How does your body move? How are you sleeping? All of that stuff. So I think that number one, when you, if you are in the middle of the baby having season or if you're about to have a baby or thinking about having a baby, I think you need to understand that there's a delicate balance of time. I think overall my message, my takeaway from this podcast is yes, I see the value in trying to air quotes here, lose the baby weight, but so get down to a healthy weight, okay, between babies. If you are between babies or right after pregnancy or whatever, because we obviously don't know and have control over when we get pregnant the next time. A lot of us think that we have ultimate control over that. And we obviously do not, even if you're open to life at all times, you know, you can't (laughs) know, I can't know that in a month I'm going to get pregnant. I can hope that or pray that or try for that, but we're not going to know it for sure. So say you just had a baby. I absolutely am not a proponent of the hustle. The first thing you should do is try to hop back into your workouts and it's okay to start doing it for doctor's clearance or even that when you get that doctor's clearance, it should be your first priority. 100% not what I'm saying. I am saying I do think it should be on your priority list to start tackling the project of getting back to a healthy zone as quickly as you can. So it's not to say, obviously, okay, say you are the you're a 150-pound woman. I just last week with my husband used that example so many times. And I just think that most people, most women that I talk to are around, floating around there, maybe whatever size. Depends on height, all that stuff. But I like that as a little baseline. So say a 150-pound woman and you had your first baby and you gained the 25 to 35 pounds and now you're six weeks postpartum, you're feeling pretty good, you're, you've got the doctor's clearance, you're thinking about going ahead and working out again, well, firstly, you should check out my postpartum program. (laughs) Stick that plug right in there that I don't have in my notes. But seriously, I do have a program. You shouldn't hop back into full-fledged working out, and that is the reality. No matter whose program you do, you shouldn't just go back to write what you were doing. However, totally fine to start working out and to have that mentality, even if once you had that baby, you're hoping to get pregnant again within the year or within the next two years, And again, it can be tempting. You're going to be tired and you're going to be adapting to having a baby and a new way of life and a new vocation as a parent that it might be like, ah, but if I'm just going to have a baby in two years, why bother? Well, if think about that logic, two, three, however many kids down the road, even one or two, the reality is that our bodies get to a set point very quickly. So if you are just going to, you, you you gain that 25 to 35 pounds, you didn't lose much after you had the baby, and you're just thinking, well, it's fine because I'd gain another 25, 35 pounds in my next pregnancy. Your body, it only takes a little bit of time for your body to get very comfortable at that weight. It's going to enjoy sitting there, and the longer it sits there, the longer that, especially if you're, we all have to gain fat when we're pregnant because our bodies need fat on our bodies to be able to sustain life. And then especially if you're breastfeeding, we need body fat, extra body fat to make milk. So you're going to gain some body fat somewhere in the way. And usually in pregnancy, you gain a little bit in your lower body. Obviously your bump grows, but also in your upper arms. And some people, their face, I know some lucky people (laughs) have just this beautiful little bump in front and that's it. But in my experience for all of them, I have gained everywhere as well because we need that extra little bit of fat. So Say that is the case, okay, and you've got 25 to 35 extra pounds here. Well, that weight is going to like make a home and want to stay there. So the longer it sits, the harder it's going to be to get rid of. 
So again, I would never advise, and I do not myself, try to do this crash fast, get it off quick thing because the other reality is you just went through a lot in childbirth. You also are probably not having optimal sleep and recovery time or all of these factors. So it's kind of a mix between, yes, I do find, and I tell most clients that, and it's like heartening to keep in mind that right around the nine month, nine months to a year seems to be the time where the weight is falling off more easily. So I don't say hop right in and, you know, push it or try to really hop back on tracking macros and doing your workouts and like hope that it all goes away within three months. That's never been my experience. That has not been the experience of those that I have worked with where, yes, you can start losing. Yes, you'll start losing body fat. One thing to consider is obviously if you are breastfeeding and how long you're breastfeeding, that's going to affect how long it's going to take to get back down to the body fat that you want or the weight that you want. But the, the thing is, I would just start doing it. So no matter if you're nursing or you're not nursing, when you are cleared, go for it. Start seriously. Start with core building exercises and all of that. If you are interested in the program, it is over on the website under programs. It's just 12 weeks and it takes you through starting with your core and then works up to harder, more intensity, higher intensity workouts. And then, you know, from there you can continue on doing whatever kind of working out you like to, but you should start with something that is going to address your core and back because you're going to be left feeling like jelly after delivery. But anyway, I digress. So you should start, but I don't think you need to go full throttle. I'm in a huge hurry to get this off. But if you are starting fighting against it, it's going to start coming off sooner than if you just let it sit for a year, three years, five years while you're having babies, and then think, ah, well, I'm three kids and 50 pounds down the line. Now I'm going to try to get all this off, and that's going to be way harder because your body is like, no, we're used to this 50 pounds now, and it's going to be a lot harder to get it budging, okay? So I think you got to take a couple steps back here too. So number one, if that's just you and you've had a baby or two or three or whatever, and you're like, we're looking at having more kids, should I even bother? Yes, start now, start moving, get it going. And it's not going to be fast, but it will start coming off easier than however long it sits down. And if you are an older mom and you're listening to this and you had kids 10, 15 years ago and you're carrying around extra extra weight, it's not to say it can't be done. It 100% can. And you're just at a different you know, you're at a different, you don't have to worry about the nursing or immediate core rebuilding issues that you might have if you're fresh. So I don't want you to think, again, obviously any time is a good time to improve your health. But optimally, you sh- I would start working on it soon after you feel up to it and starting easing into it and getting there. All right, the problem is backing up to before pregnancy and during and whatnot is kind of more the issue. What I see a lot are people who are coming to me who come to me at the end part, at the end point right there when they've already had the baby and they're, that's still, again, it's good. You can start wherever you are. However, what I see is somebody who had a mediocre workout routine before they got pregnant. And so what I'm saying by that is like, eh, they went to the gym sometimes. They didn't really push themselves very much. They maybe went there two, three times a week and rode the elliptical and watched TV or listened or looked at magazines or something. Or maybe lifted, I'll give the benefit of the doubt, but like wasn't very consistent, did a couple classes here or there, sometimes just hit a couple machines, whatever, had an inconsistent routine. So they were maybe at like a reasonable even weight and body fat, but weren't didn't really know what was going on, didn't have a specific 
goal, etc. They weren't like super happy with where they were. That's what I see a lot where, okay, we talk about a, a normal body fat that is not considered overweight, over too high of body fat would be under 30, under 25 is considered really good. So say this person's sitting around like 32% before they get pregnant. So it's like a little bit into that zone of where we don't want to be. We'd rather be under 30. Okay. So they have this like kind of mediocre routine. They're 32% body fat. And then they get pregnant and they stop all activity. That's what I see a lot. It's like, well, I'm pregnant, so I might as well stop. I'm going to gain weight anyways. Oh, I'm pregnant, so I'm going to eat for two and I'm going to help myself to this. But I have a craving, so I'm going to stop for donuts and then I'm going to stop for ice cream. And then next week, oh, the baby wanted a Big Mac, (laughs) you know, whatever. And they've stopped working out. And some of this I know comes from a place of being nervous to work out during pregnancy. And some of it comes from nausea and fatigue. I'm not, there are, you know, real reasons, legitimate reasons that we might shy away from working out. Go back and listen to like the working out while pregnant and pregnancy modifications episode that I did because I do think it's very beneficial if you are able to and not put on bed rest and whatnot to maintain working out. And this is partly why, because this is what I see happening is then every you get pregnant, you stop working out, you start caving to every craving. And what ends up happening is you could have possible pregnancy complications. You could get gestational diabetes. You can go into labor too early. Again, not obviously every single person that has their baby early. It's because of this, but I'm, I'm, this does put you at higher risk for that. You can also have a much tougher time just kind of getting through labor and the immediate postpartum, okay? I can't imagine, and I thought that several times, several times being the two times that I went through labor, <laughs> but when it's just such an uncomfortable time anyway, you're fl- I know everybody's birth experience is different, but you're like flopping around on the bed trying to get your baby to go <laughs> lower down the birth canal and you're like got this ball between your legs and they're like flop to this side, flop to that side and like walk around, do this, do that. And I've thought both times, I'm like, man, this would be very difficult to do if I was like severely overweight because this is already hard to do right now and I'm tired and and obviously you're at a very, you know, you're at the peak of your pregnancy. But imagine, again, if you were 100 pounds overweight and you got pregnant, then that's a lot harder. So it's harder to actually get through the labor and then harder to get through the postpartum because your, your core is so weakened and trying to even sit up to get out of bed and then pick up your baby and all that stuff. So there's literally nothing on the... Like if you were making a pro-con list, there is nothing positive that I could put on the side of wait until you're done having babies to try to lose the weight, except for the fact that maybe a couple times you got to lay on the couch and watch Netflix instead of doing your workout, which to that I would just say, hello, just watch Netflix while you work out. Because I actually did that pretty much every pregnancy workout (laughs) this past time around. It was all I could do to motivate myself to do my workouts. So maybe even in that short term, you know, it's feels good to like lay on the couch instead of doing the workout. But then even long term, it doesn't give you the same benefits as staying active does. It might feel satisfying to lay there for a second and skip your workout. But then those like 20 minutes, if you would have just sucked it up for the 20 minutes, you feel much better the rest of the day. It helps keep you regular when you're pregnant, which is huge. Gives you energy, which is huge. It helps fight nausea. So again, go back and listen to the pregnancy episode on that part. But Definitely, if you are in the postpartum, if you're in between kids, it is worth it to get back back to or for the first time to a healthier weight so that you can maintain that going forward. It is just so much easier through the pregnancy itself. Think about that. I, I kind of gave the bad examples. Now, think about the positive examples. Say you do 
get pregnant at a healthy weight, you're like 24% body fat. You're right under that 25, even 24, 23, whatever. Um, and you get pregnant and you gain the recommended right around 25 to 35 pounds of weight and you just have a healthy time. You move most of the time. You do three to four workouts a week and you're walking around, getting your steps. You're drinking your 100 ounces of water a day. You're eating very well on the 80% of good, clean, whole foods and maybe 20% you're still having some indulgences, maybe a little more than 20% because you're, you are given into some of those cravings or letting yourself have some of those, but you're not, you still feel in control. You're not letting the food control you or feeling like you were a slave to it. And then you deliver a beautiful, healthy baby. You enjoy your time. You take that six weeks of snuggling and waking up every hour and a half and all of that and just drinking your water, continuing to eat really well, really healthily, getting your baby those good nutrients if you're nursing or breastfeeding. And then when you feel up to it, and if if and when you get that clearance at 6, 8, 12 weeks, whatever, you ease back in, rebuilding the core, going for walks, starting with light cardio, light lifting, and then you're back into the routine and you're on the way probably six months down the road to being almost back to where you were before, definitely by a year if you're start to ramp up the workouts and you're not nursing by then, et cetera. So that too, guys, I'm always speaking from personal experience. That's pretty much been my experience with both of these pregnancies. And right now I'm actually 10 months. Yeah, Joey will be 10 months this week, the baby. So I will be 10 months postpartum and I am not quite at the body fat that I like to be at and probably like five pounds and a percent or two of body fat away from where I really comfortably like to sit. The reality is, yes, I could get pregnant at any moment. So should I bother to get back to that particular body fat or weight? This is kind of, I mean, it's kind of a gray area and it's kind of personal to you. I'm not sitting, I'm definitely under the 25%. So that's fine. I could continue to, all right, I'm comfortable being here. This is fine. My other caveat is that right now, so this is, I will share with you where I personally am on that. So I could just sit here and be fine with it and then continue at this. I could live the rest of my life at this and I feel active and able enough to fulfill all my goals. I could walk up the stairs. I can keep up with my kids, et cetera. But I also am still breastfeeding. So I'm going to try to continue to a year and that at least a year. And at that point, with Josh, it just dropped off after that. So that is too, like, hopefully heartening to you. If you're like, Brittany, come on, six months down and this fat's not moving. You might just be a person that clings to it more when you are breastfeeding. And, you know, that's a personal thing, obviously, however long people choose to breastfeed. I did wean Joshua right around 14 months. So we'll see what happens with the Joe man. But that, you know, that's where I'm at right now. Because I like to be honest with you and tell you, I like to hear it. I want you to feel like you're talking to a girlfriend about it. I'm your fitness girlfriend. You know, we don't all have <laughs> friends that we can talk to about fitness. And I've heard that a couple times. People saying like, oh, I like it because I can't really talk to my friends about fitness. So I feel like we're just chatting. And I like to hear personal examples because I like to hear what people are doing. And you might, again, totally be different, have different values and goals. Obviously, we are a family of fitness over here with my husband training and myself still training and all that. So I do like to, you know, practice what I preach in that regard of, you know, giving you guys some confidence that I know how to get you to your goals because I can do it myself. But personally, that's where I'm at now is I am under 25% body fat, but not quite where I usually like to be. But I have at least two more months of breastfeeding. So I'm not going to really do anything to try to move that needle right now 
because I still need to be taking in enough calories to make sure I'm making milk and, you know, that kiddo and feeding him and getting him to where I want him to be is my first priority. That is my value right now is getting through that year benchmark if, Lord willing, I am able to get him there. I don't want the reason that I can't get him there to be because I just want to drop it, you know, and that's fine. That's a personal choice for people who do want that. I don't think, again, there's anything there's no wrong way to do it, and we all have to make these personal personal decisions, but I hope that is comforting because you also might think like, oh man, well, my friend looked amazing at nine months postpartum, and here I am 14 months postpartum, and I can't get rid of the weight. Well, maybe, you know, she didn't breastfeed at all, or maybe, and maybe you still are, or again, everybody's body's different, you might be doing different things, etc. So overall, the takeaway is to... Try to <laughs> get to your peak health that is in line with your values. So you not only just feel good about yourself, like love your body at every size, but actually feel physically good in your body without pain, with good sleep, with energy, etc. So I don't like saying, you know, self-care, but t- literally take care of yourself. Okay, <laughs> just just take care of yourself. That's what that's the point. God wants us to do that as well. It's not self-care as in like, oh, just eat the chocolate if you want the chocolate or just, you know, again, lay on the couch and skip your workout because self-care, that's like, I'm I'm going on a mini soapbox right here at the end of this podcast for you. But I want you to think about this because I was thinking about this the other day when I was driving. Like, you know, people really pump the self-care thing like along those lines of just kind of be more on the superficial side, like take a bubble bath, like paint your nails. Those things are great. And I like both of those things. I took a bath like three days ago. I enjoy that. Okay. But you got to be fulfilling the basic needs first. It's like saying like, oh yeah, I take care of my car. And what you actually go do is go get a car wash once a week or monthly or whatever, but you never fill the gas and you never get your oil changed. Okay. That's what your car actually needs to run on. It doesn't have to be a shiny exterior is nice. However, you got to worry about what's going on to actually get the car to run at its peak. All right. So (laughs) be the car, be the car that gets the gas filled up and the oil changed. All right. Okay. I am so happy that you hung on. If you hung on to the end with me, thank you for listening. Share this podcast with a friend who maybe is in that season. Maybe you've had a conversation with recently about the baby weight or why you're maybe not losing it that fast or if you should even bother to obviously someone who you don't think is going to get offended by sharing uh you should probably start trying to work on that (laughs) kind of podcast but hopefully you know whatever if I offended some people I apologize never my intention but if you were right there in line with me which is usually more what I hear then you stick around you come back week after week and just keep striving for that health that we are called to and not in the superficial culture sense of make your body as physically appealing as it can, but like glorify God in your body in the, in respecting it, in exercising it and taking care of it. All right. I will talk to you guys next time. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. 